Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So as I understand it, according to the woke scolds, watermelon salad is racist if you call it Juneteenth watermelon salad. But if you were to just have watermelon salad, which you can find 12 recipes at Food Network and a whole bunch of recipes at allrecipes.com, usually usually served with, with, with feta cheese. Watermelon salad in and of itself is totally fine. It's a delicious summer salad. It's very refreshing. But if you put Juneteenth summer uh, uh, watermelon salad, you are a racist and a bigot, and you will be forced to apologize again and again and over and over and over. I put forth to you right now that the people of the Children's Museum of Indianapolis are not bigots and not racists, and anybody who says otherwise is out of their blanking mind. They are lunatics. They are dangerous, garbage, woke scolds. It's embarrassing. And F these people. I don't think I could be more clear. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything over at TonyKatz.com. That said, everything the museum did was wrong. Because the museum is playing in spaces they should not play in. The museum is engaging in conversations that cannot win them anything. And it is why wokeism is a disease. And the only way to cure yourself of the disease is to go cold turkey on wokeism. Why do I oppose DEI? Not because I oppose diversity or inclusion. The equity conversation is bunk garbage made up by pseudo-intellectuals who believe that other people, based on colors of skin, have to give up, I don't know, something or anything in order to make whole other people based on color of skin. And that's the kind of abusive, abusive mentality that I think works in totalitarian nations, but not in our nation. And I tell those people to kiss off. I oppose DEI in the schools. I oppose DEI on, on, uh, in, in boards, uh, uh, for corporate boards. None of it provides any value because it starts with a theory. You're all bigots and you need to be trained. I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe that to be true at all. Uh, the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, a bunch of bigots, I don't believe that for a second. I didn't believe and still don't believe that the people at Newfields are bigots. They get rid of the, uh, the, what was he, the CEO, Charles Venable, over at Newfields. And it was about this, it, well, actually, I shouldn't say it wasn't about this uh, uh, job posting, but I had a part of it. The job posting, it, it, was a, it was a bit oddly worded. It said, we want to keep our, our, our white core, but we want to expand out. I admit that's oddly worded. I could have worded it a thousand times better, and I'm giving a paraphrase right there. But if you're honest about who's going to Newfields, which I think is a fantastic museum, well, it was a white core. So you want to keep your core and you want to grow. You want to build. You want everybody coming to your museum. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying such a thing. 
But Venable had some other issues, and there, I, you know, I, I'm not on the inside there, so I, I, I have no reason to not believe some of the stories that I've been told. Enter the new leadership, which is only interested in the wokeism. Donate, you know, buying art from only these kinds of artists and only having these kinds of exhibits. I stopped my membership. I love the museum. I so enjoy going there. We've gone with the kids. We go solo, my wife and I. It's fantastic to, to, to support these woke scolds. No, thank you. To support this DEI insanity, which is, by the way, no longer DEI, something I feel very good about. I will get, I will get into that in, in just a moment. But DEI is abusive. And DEI is about, well, you see, you're always wrong, but you don't know where you're wrong. And that's why we're here to tell you when you're wrong. And DEI will always find something that's wrong. Nothing can ever be fixed. After all, when the expression is you got to do the work, well, the work always has to be done. Otherwise, what are you supposed to do? Therefore, nothing ever gets fixed. It's always bad. It's, uh, it's always a bigoted, terrible, awful nation with terrible, bigoted, awful people. Thus brings us to the Children's Museum, which wanted to celebrate Juneteenth. What is Juneteenth? Maybe we should start with that. This is not about the end of slavery, but rather this was about when the state of Texas received word that slavery was outlawed. So they were the last state in the union to find out this information. June 19th referred to as Juneteenth. And some people argue it shouldn't be a national holiday because it's a step towards reparations, which of course count me out of paying reparations i did i did nothing wrong i refused to be held guilty for not doing something that somebody else may have done and remember they may look like me but these are the people who wouldn't allow me in their homes and wouldn't allow my my parents in their in in their country clubs my children owe no reparations and i'm willing to fight like hell to ensure they don't pay any they didn't do anything wrong but that's what Juneteenth is. And as a concept, I like celebrating it. I like celebrating abolitionists. I like celebrating the, the nation doing better. I like celebrating freedom. I, I'm a fan. So, so I'm, I'm down with, with the Juneteenth celebration. So over there at the museum, they wanted to commemorate Juneteenth, June 19th, 1865. And so they put together a a, a, a a menu they put together I guess a bunch of things um, and they consulted with uh, people who work there about what what a menu could be and so they put a sticker on watermelon salad that said Juneteenth watermelon salad well TMZ picked up the story TM freaking Z picks up the story and they've got the picture Juneteenth watermelon salad. First of all, can I say equally as offensive? If you want to call it offensive, it's $10. No, no, no. Screw you. That's funny. Oh, I'm go look, I'm going to get emails anyway, guys. I'm sorry. It's so obvious that they're not trying to slight anybody.
The problem is they went down this road of showing how woke they are. And there is no winning in the woke battles because you are never woke enough. I started with this. Allow me to say it again. If you think the Indianapolis Children's Museum is racist or bigoted, you are a damn fool. You are garbage. They are garbage. So they're having this whole Juneteenth jamboree at the Children's Museum. They put this uh, out there and they're apologizing for it as a museum. We apologize and acknowledge the negative impact that stereotypes have on communities of color. Now, they also discussed the fact that the team made this selection included that made the selection included their staff members who based this choice of food on their own family traditions. So they're apologizing for stereotyping, but they got the recommendations of what food to have based on their own staff. So listen how convoluted this apology is. The salad has been removed from the menu. We are currently reviewing how we may best convey these stories and traditions during this year's Juneteenth celebration, as well as making changes around how future food selections are made by our food service provider. Our food service provider uses the food and beverage menu to commemorate and raise awareness of holidays like Juneteenth. The team that made this selection included their staff members who based this choice of food on their own family institutions. The museum continues, as we work to create a culture of empowerment and inclusivity. Ah, crap. We know that there will be stumbles along the way. As a museum, we have put a significant effort behind behind sharing the critical and diverse stories of a wide range of individuals. We also have placed a strong emphasis on expanding DEAI initiatives through the museum. We resolve to do better and continue to bring all voices forward in our work. Now... Before anything, what in the world is D-E-A-I? What's the A? Honestly, I don't know what the A is. Now, I know what the B is. Sometimes you'll see it as D-E-I-B. Diversity, equity, inclusion. Accessibility. Wait, A is accessibility? Yes. Accessibility? Diversity, equity, accessibility, and inclusion. Huh. And now they've got the B for belonging. And I have started seeing this, and I'm like, this is great. Because instead of being LGBT, it was LGBTQ, and then it was LGBTQ+, and then it was LGBTQIA+, and the Lord only knows what it is now. It is now so many letters that you can't even be gay. It's not good enough. And as I have discussed, you know, they'll refer to Pete Buttigieg, well, you're LGBTQ. No, he's not. He's not trans. He's not a lesbian. He's not bisexual. He's gay. He isn't a series of letters. And now you lump everybody in because, well, we all have to agree. Well, what happens if a gay man doesn't agree? What if a gay man thinks Leah Thomas shouldn't be allowed to swim with women? Because Leah Thomas is a man and shouldn't be allowed to swim with women in competition. Is he still gay? Honestly, what are the rules here? As I said, you cannot outwoke these people. They always have another twist and another turn and another reason why they are woke and you are not. Why they are good and you have done sin. You cannot please them. And if the Indianapolis Children's Museum doesn't understand this, they will forever live in this hellscape. But when you have DEAI, and when you have DEIB, and they start adding letters, this is good news because they will cannibalize themselves. 
eventually it means nothing, which of course it means now. Did anybody think that the Children's Museum was bigoted before this? Of course not. And they don't think it now. So why did the museum play the game? Stop playing the games! Stop thinking that you can get on their good side. Stop thinking that it makes you look good. It only creates opportunity for disaster, and you look like schmucks. Don't be schmucks! My God, it was the first advice my father gave me when I left the house. Don't be a schmuck. It was good advice. It was smart advice. Do not be a schmuck. And if you play in this woke world with these woke scolds who make their living from being woke and finding the thing you've done wrong, you will never, ever, ever get on their good side. There will always be something. Always. Every day, there will always be something. So stop playing. Just go be a great museum. Let kids enjoy you. Let parents have a couple of hours of not having to entertain this dopey kid of theirs who they love, but they're just exhausted already. Look, big dinosaur, go play. You want to you do parents a favor? Don't sell watermelon salad. Sell beer. Sh- bourbon with big rocks. Sell naps. You can take a 30-minute nap right here. That's, that's how you celebrate something. Stop playing the game. The game is meant to hurt you. All of this, all of this DEI, all this ESG, it's meant to hurt, it's meant to destroy, it's meant to diminish. Corporate boards should give it up. Schools should not be allowed to engage it. And no museum should even go near it. We don't think you're bigots. Do good work. That's all we want. I'm Tony Katz. I think this is more damaging to Disney than the woke stuff. Did you see the video about the uh, proposal? Producer did you see this? I need more specifics. So uh, this, is, I, this is, I think it's Disneyland Paris. And this guy is proposing. Oh, that proposal, yes. This guy's proposing to his girlfriend, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. And it's right there in front of whatever their castle is. Magic castle, magic, I don't know what the thing is. And they're right there at, at uh, Paris Disney. And he's on one knee and... He's proposing, enter a uh, Disney employee wearing the, 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 the colorful shirt, black pants, and the, and the Disney ears. Now, they're on this platform, which may or may maybe not you're, you're supposed to be on. But supposedly this couple had asked for permission to be on the platform, and a Disney employee said yes. He proposes. This other Disney employee walks onto the platform in between them, Takes the ring. Snatches it. In the box. Literally snatches it and walks down a flight of stairs to say, you could do this over here. He interrupted 
the proposal to move them. So Disney is saying, we regret how this was handled. Is that right? Now, this guy didn't think to do this on his own. He was told to keep people off the platform, right? That's got to be it. You can't have people on the platform. Now, while you have the platform, I guess it's a stage and they have some performances there, whatever the case may be. They clearly um, are told to keep people off off the platform. But the proposal's going on. What? He couldn't think to, oh, I'll just leave that right there. I'm going to look the other way. I didn't see anything. Couldn't do that? Couldn't do that? No, I've been drilled into him. You keep the people off the platform and took the ring. That this guy didn't get his ass handed to him, producer Ari. It's all going to work on the end. Disney's going to say, we'll pay for your honeymoon. They're going to get an amazing story out of this. I I think it'll be fine. I, I, that's not the argument. Of course, that's absolutely the way it's going to work, etc. I want to talk about this guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a tool. What? I, I don't know what else there is to say. I think it's a societal thing. I think there's a lot to this story. You have people who are told, and I, as, as, as a young man, this happened to me once as a restaurant manager. None of thinking went involved into a conversation. None of information was gotten. And people, oh, a crazy story about people not allowed in a restaurant. But once you see it going on, don't you say, all right, I'm going to leave this be. I'm going to leave this be. I'm going to get out of this conversation. We're going to be done with it. He thought his job was to stop it and felt empowered to take something that didn't belong to him. That part, I don't know what to do with that. I think there's something really stunning there. I just want to know the logic. Well, I think the logic was he was told people aren't allowed on the platform. It can't be just that, right? There's got to be something more. You're not allowed to propose on the platform? I don't know, but like he ran up there and snatched it. Like I, I don't know what the rule is. Like Maybe there's like, it's a cursed... Indian burial ground where they were doing it like I was like something must have happened I don't know what because it was so bizarre I want to say for the record I don't think it was a cursed Indian burial ground I thought that was on Paris I just I'm just saying and it could have been cursed but I'm just not going with uh, Indian burial ground it just it was so weird and it's because he was told one thing and never once was his own logic or reasoning allowed to come into play. It could only be this. He never thought for himself. He only had what the, the superior said and never once asked himself, how do things apply in real life? And I think that's a real problem. Find everything at TonyCats.com. Instagram, Tony Katz. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. We'll see what they do with gun legislation in the United States. Doesn't include banning an AR. Doesn't include universal background checks. More money for mental health. Well, I guess it's just a question of what we mean by mental health. And as for red flag laws, as as I've said, I'm 
I used to be really in favor of red flag laws, and I will say conceptually I am. I favor red flag laws. I favor the idea, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear about this. I favor the idea that if you have a family member who is, you know to be mentally unfit, that you have steps you can take to keep them from hurting themselves and others. I favor that. As long as we're talking about uh, adjudicated by a judge, I'm very okay with that. I think it's actually important. But when I see red flag laws that are abused, uh, then I, I have to go the other way in terms of taking away people's rights. And there were these two commentaries, uh, you know, about guns just showing incredible ignorance. The first from Donna Brazile in a conversation with former Governor Chris Christie at ABC. Donna, you said this morning that Democrats don't want to confiscate guns. But on the other hand, you have Beto O'Rourke this week in Texas saying that's exactly what he wants to do. So there are nuances to this issue. If people spoke about it the way you did, maybe there would be more opportunity for compromise. But did you do have people a both on the right automatic and confiscating to confiscating weapons that Beto O'Rourke was talking about this week? This hardens the debate. It hardens people's positions. Both extremes do. I'm sorry, both extremes do. But you got to love her. Do I need 20 rounds to get a deer? I don't know. Maybe you're a crappy shot. But you think I'm going to listen to Donna Brazile? Tell me about need? Oh, stop that. You have no power over me. Need. Need is the question of the tyrant. Did you need to give Hillary Clinton the, the questions to the debate? Oh, I'm sorry, too soon? Too soon? Can I get a ruling on that? I don't think it's too soon. There we go. Whenever somebody asks about need, they believe they have power and dominion over you. There is no answer to that question except to dismiss those people as people who don't believe in freedom, who believe in tyrannical rule of whatever it is their emotions tell them is important at the moment. I wonder how many armed security there are over there at the ABC studios where they were both sitting. A lot of, uh, of conversations about shootings over the weekend. Philadelphia, Chattanooga. I mean, there's shootings every weekend. But now all of a sudden we're paying attention? Okay. Good to know. You still think it's the gun? You think the shootings in Philadelphia had anything to do with an AR-15? And I'm saying that not knowing. I am saying that not knowing. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet you that it wasn't an AR-15 that was utilized in shootings there on South Street in Philadelphia. Murdering a 22-year-old, a 27-year-old, and a 34-year-old. But that won't, that won't matter. They'll still say, well, it's the AR-15. It's assault weapons. These people don't know what an assault weapon is. I was on Fox over the, over the weekend talking about this. And I said that these people couldn't tell you what an assault weapon is. They couldn't define an assault weapon to save their lives. Which is true. They would have absolutely no idea how to define what an assault weapon is. Not a 
chance. But that the, this whole conversation is now out the window because this isn't what they're talking about in this in this legislation, right? This isn't the thing that they're talking about. They are talking about more money for mental health, and well, I'll listen to that. I just I just want to know what it means. That that's all. Like like what are we arguing is mental health in this case, and and what should the money do? Because the idea that the answer is more money, more money, more money, uh, it's not the answer. The answer is culture, culture, culture. What is it that we're teaching kids about how to deal with, you know, how to, how to feel good about oneself, about how to deal with, with stress, how to deal with rejection, all sorts of things. All sorts of things. And we don't do a very good job of it at all. I don't even remember. I mean, this wasn't the thing that I, w- I was going to get into, right? But uh, that, that Donna Brazile audio drives me crazy. But it's not necessarily as bad as the ridiculousness coming from Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation, who got asked by George Stephanopoulos, how would you deal with this as the mayor of South Bend? Well, the, the worst part of the job of being mayor is talking to families of uh, people who have lost their loved ones and knowing that nothing you can do will bring those loved ones back. Uh, we have a horrific scourge of gun violence in this country. And, uh, you know, as, as mayor, as every mayor is doing around the country, you take the steps that you can to reduce community violence, to invest in partnerships, to make sure that, uh, uh, that you've taken the steps you can locally. But you're also looking at Washington to say, will anything be different this time? Will we actually acknowledge the reasons why we are the only country, the only developed country, where this happens on a routine basis? And the idea that us being the only developed country where this happens routinely, especially in terms of the mass shootings, is somehow a result of the design of the doorways on our school buildings is the definition of insanity, if not the definition of denial. I've argued from the beginning that he's a smarmy dude. I haven't changed my mind. Do you really think that the conversation of doorway design is, well, that's the only reason this happens? No one has said that at all. And only an ignorant man who hates you and is interested in repealing and removing and rejecting the Second Amendment makes that argument. Pete is a smarmy dude. The idea about doorways and hardening targets and things like that are about how you could create better security in a school. We secure jewelry stores. We secure uh, football stadiums. Oh, government buildings are secured. Schools, nothing. And how dare you even think of bringing a firearm into the school? Now, again, I go back to my Fox hit, which unfortunately I can't share with you because the audio was just a disaster. For whatever reason, my audio came out terrible. Which is weird because we tested twice before I, I went on the air. Two different people I tested. Uh, same system. It happens to be a different mic that I'm using right now, but same place, same board, same everything. Super annoying. Super annoying. But my argument was, was never mind these people uh, you know, couldn't define uh, assault weapon. Senator Ron Johnson put forth legislation that would have created best practices groups 
to figure out ways to keep schools safe. And it's possible that one of those ways could have involved a firearm. Arming the schools. And Chuck Schumer wouldn't let it happen. Wouldn't let the legislation move forward for a vote because it might involve uh, adding guns to schools. Well, we can't have that. Only with schools we don't do this. Now, you understand I'm I'm not defining the problem yet. Because that I don't have for you. I have my theories on societal rot and on cultural uh, issues and cultural degradation. Where, where you don't have people who are able to, uh, you know, handle their, their, their responsibilities properly, right? They're, they're not able uh, to do it. They don't know how to deal with their emotions properly. So there, there, is, there is a lot to this and it needs more. But while we're figuring that out, I believe in keeping the schools safe. Jewelry stores we've figured out. Schools we haven't. That's, that's a mind scramble. And there's Pete Buttigieg on ABC's This Week engaging the most pseudo-intellectual, hateful nonsense. That's, that's who he is. That's who he is. But if we're going to have this conversation, let's have it in its totality. Let's talk about what happens when people who are th- there to engage safety don't. The story of this mom in Uvalde, this mom in Uvalde, Texas, who ran into the school to get her kids, and as CBS reports it, and did an excellent job, I think, police wanted to arrest her. So we are hearing this morning from a mother who ran inside the school in Uvalde, Texas to protect her kids. She says that police held her back and handcuffed her as the shooting unfolded. Lily Luciano has the exclusive interview. So there's a whole story that goes on here, but I want to try and bring it to where uh, this woman um, speaks directly. Because what, what she said is is exactly how you feel. Let me let me see if I'm in the right spot to bring it to you. She ran towards the school. As soon as they uncuffed me, I jumped that first gate fence. And once I jumped it, I went to my son's class and I knocked on the door and I remember the teacher saying, um, I'm like, hey, they're already, they're already um, bulge cutting the fence to get me. She's like, you think we have time to get out? I said, you'll have time. I'm going to run for my other son. Once she was assured her son was okay, Gomez ran to get her other child, encountering more officers who tried to stop her. So I start yelling and I'm being a cooperative and I'm like, well, y'all aren't doing shit. What are y'all doing? Y'all ain't doing shit. Y'all need to be in here. Give me a vest. Somebody give me a vest. Some, something. I started paying attention to how far the shots were being so that I knew the shooter was all the way still by my first son's class. Her name is Angelique Gomez, and she's a farm worker. She had dropped her kids off that day. It was their last day, and they wanted a picture with mom. She's like, oh, I've been working, and I'm a mess. I don't want to take this picture. Takes the picture with the kids, goes back to work. Gets a call from her mom, does Angelique Gomez, about the shooting at the school. She rushes over to the school at 100 miles an hour. That's how the reporting goes. They tried to stop her from going into the school. Well, you're parked here, and uh, you can't park there. You're being uncooperative. There's a shooter in the school, and the cops are worried about this woman being uncooperative. They tried to cuff her. Then someone said, get her out of the cuffs. And that's when, you just heard, she ran for the school to get her kids who were in two different classrooms. 
So when I went to my son, my second son's door, the teacher didn't want to open the door for me. So that's when they started um, escorting me out. And as I, as I see that they're opening my son's door, I go run for my son and I get him. With both of her kids out safe, Gomez still can't shake the thought of those who didn't make it. While you were inside the school, did you see officers there inside the school? There was not one officer inside the school when I ran to my second son's class. There was not one officer. And you were hearing gunshots, so you knew you that could hear the it gunshots. was an active shooter. It was still active. The gunshots were still active. They were not in there. There was no one in there. If anything, when I pulled up, my car was closer to the school than, the, where, than where the snipers and everybody that was laying on the ground were. When you heard that it took law enforcement 75 minutes before they went in and stopped the shooter, what was your thinking, having been inside the school yourself? I don't know. I was just thinking that they could have saved many more lives. They could have gone into that classroom and maybe two or three would have been gone, but they could have saved a whole, a whole more, the whole class. They could have done something, gone through the window, sniped them through the window. I mean something but nothing was being done if anything they were being more aggressive on us parents that were willing to go in there and like i told one of the officers i don't need you to protect me get away from me i don't need your protection if anything i need you to go in there with me to go protect my kids and if anything they were being more aggressive on us they're more pertained on keeping us back than getting into that school the Pete Buttigieg judge doesn't discuss stories like this he wants to say oh you just want to change the design of a door oh that's insanity that's hatred of you, me, and we. And the story here from Angelique Gomez is about hatred of you, me, and we. And, of course, her. I said from the beginning something that I, I, I was surprised to hear myself say, but it was just so clear and obvious that it had to get said. Police departments better be prepared that if they don't go in to stop a shooter, parents are going in. And parents don't give a damn what you think. Pull guns on us. We're going in. Tase us. Other parents are going in. You can't stop us all. Now, if you think that's me inciting a riot, I'm explaining to you exactly what's going to happen because you just saw what exactly happened. You have one job. Go into the school if it's under attack. Nobody wants to hear anything else. No one wants to hear why you didn't. Well, we weren't sure. Well, we thought this. You go in. And you can prevent maybe some of this from happening if we indeed arm the schools. Proactively. This is my take. This is my theory. Someone may have a better one. And that's why you got to have the conversation. But we can't leave the schools the way they are. Well, Tony, that's why we need to get rid of guns. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to assume the bad guy already has a gun. Well, Tony Duvalde, he had just purchased the firearms. Can we discuss how he did that? Because I don't have an answer about how this guy, who based on every account was a loser and his family had no money, how he afforded these weapons. I'm confused. What aren't we being told? How did he afford the gun? Plural, guns. I don't argue that we don't have a problem. I argue that the way to solve things is not taking away people's rights. We have a problem, so therefore nobody gets Second Amendment rights. We have a problem, so therefore nobody gets First Amendment rights. This is the way rational people think. 
That's the definition of insanity. But when you're Pete Buttigieg and you think you're on top of the food chain, what do you care if other people don't have their rights? Again, smarmy dude. But Angelique Gomez is all of us. Gonna go get our kids. And wait till you see how parents start fighting back. Oh, school shooter is gonna now know that the parents are coming. And they're coming heavy. Just get ready for that. Police departments better be ready. Because this is the new world. I'm Tony Katz. Gas is five bucks a gallon in Indiana. No, no, no. It's it, 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 it's it's fine. It's fine. It's 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 no big deal. No big deal at all, right? Remain calm. All is well. Do you have any idea how much this affects retail? You don't go out to eat when you can't afford to drive there. Man. I'm I'm hoping for better days. We'll catch you tomorrow, everyone. I'm Tony Katz, TonyKatz.com. Take care.